0: to the cash-based practice owners interview series where I, Dr. Morgan Meese PT, am interviewing different clinicians across the country who practice in a variety of ways but all outside of being in network with insurance. The world of entrepreneurship and business for healthcare professionals is full of knowledge, creativity, and amazing people just like you who wanted something different. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. So please join me as I interview our guest today. In today's episode, Hilary Beatty gives us a masterclass in creating an online wellness program as a physical therapist. Hilary is a licensed physical therapist and the owner of Cloud Physical Therapy. She helps mothers during pregnancy and postpartum to build core strength smoothly and efficiently so that they can care for themselves, their families, and do the things they love. Hello everybody, Um, thank you so much for joining us here uh, this afternoon. Um, Definitely let us know if you're here with us. Comment hi, comment live, or if you're catching the replay, um, comment replay. But welcome to uh, Telehealth Business Academy. Welcome to um, my mishmash interview series um, where I talk to a bunch of other uh, practice owners, business owners about things that they're doing in the therapy world. Um, and so today I am super excited to talk to my good friend, Hillary. Um, she's been doing a lot of amazing stuff. And um, as you guys know, We're going to be talking about uh, putting together a wellness program um, as a therapist and what that can look like and everything. Um,
1: So yeah, thank you so much for being here, Hillary. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk about this and yeah. Yay! me too. I know
0: a lot of people are really excited to hear about it. I think that, um, you know, like all of us creating like wellness programs right now, especially online is something that seems to be taking off pretty well. Um, So I'm excited to jump into it. Um, If you don't mind kind of kicking us off and telling us a little bit more about who you are and your background and your business, that'd be a great place to start.
1: Yeah, so I'm Hillary and I Um, have been a PT for six years now, which I can't believe it's been that long. Um, and before I started my company, I was in outpatient ortho, like a pretty standard clinic for all of those years. And then COVID hit and I was moving. And so it was like this whole thing. Um, but that was sort of when I dove into telehealth also decided I was going to start a company. I like, I'm sure a lot of other PTs can relate had never done any telehealth before COVID hit. So I was like. Uh, I got to figure out how to do this and what am I going to do and how am I going to market myself and my skills and build um, a more sustainable business that feels better to me as a therapist and be able to help people in a really cool and different new way. Um, So anyway, so I got started about a year ago. Um, I actually left my job a year ago today it was my last day was sort of crazy. Um, but yeah, so I started out, was thinking, okay, I'll go ortho. That's like what I've, you know, known all this time. And then as I was going along, you hear about like finding your niche and, you know, marketing coming down into what you really want to work on. And so I sort of did a lot of searching for myself in terms of where I wanted to go. And I settled on. Really focusing on working with moms, especially postpartum, because I feel like there's a big gap in that space. People don't really know where to go. Um, so I really started working in that space and sort of marketing into that space. And Morgan has helped me a lot over the past like six months, which has been lovely. Um, <laughs> and we've come very far from where we started. With <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started focusing on moms and I started with sort of one-on-one, you know, didn't really know about, wasn't thinking about wellness stuff. I was like, let's just like get my feet under me, start talking to this, um, group and then kind of build from there. And so the one-on-one was great, but I felt like there was sort of this gap. And I don't know if anyone else who's trying to build a wellness program also feels like there's a gap of like people that want help, but they don't really want a formal, plan of care but you know you still know that you have skills to help them and um so that was sort of where the genesis of this program came from mm-hmm. yeah and so it's now cool. I've one round of it and i'm excited to keep building it but that's sort of where i'm at now awesome
0: Um, and as you guys are watching, definitely comment with any questions you have, and we're super happy, um, to answer any questions. Um, so speaking of your program, tell us a little bit more about that, like what it's called, what's involved in it and how is it structured?
1: Yeah. So it's called strong core, stronger mom, which obviously goes along with the mom theme and focusing on core strength, um, postpartum. And so it's for moms who are, they have to like be six, at least six weeks postpartum. Usually that's when you go back to your doctor and get cleared for exercise. So, um, at least that far out, but I had a couple of moms in my group who have, you know, toddlers and older, so it wasn't, you know, it's not only, you know, first year postpartum kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so it's, Um, for any postpartum mom, so it doesn't matter how far out you are, and the way that I structured the program is I did a, it's four weeks sort of together as a group, and the moms that I worked with loved the group mentality, so if you're thinking about doing a wellness program, maybe thinking about how can you structure it as a group and see if, you know, that will help people feel um, more supported in a way, Um, so anyways, that was something that I found they really liked, and so we did a one-on-one onboarding call so that I sort of felt like I had a background of like where they are and what their goals are and sort of anything in particular that um, I felt like I needed to know sort of like medical history wise. Cause even in a wellness program, that's something that I felt really strongly about knowing about and feeling like I had a background of what had, what had gone on prior to mm-hmm. them joining the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then after the onboarding call, there was four weeks of, Um, programming, where for the moms, I did everything pre-recorded. So it would open every Sunday, you would get your week of, um, I did four exercise routines per week, 10 to 15 minutes per um, routine. And then the next week would open the following Sunday. And so um, we would have a group meeting each week. And I actually ended up having two time slots because I had a few people in California and I'm on the East Coast. So sort of getting everyone in one time slot was really challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the future, I probably one thing that I probably would do a little differently is have um, have people sign up for a specific time slot. Whereas when I was enrolling people, I had people tell me what times they thought might work for them. And that just like was a little bit more stress for me trying to (laughs) sort of get people in time slots that work for them um but anyway so we had a group meeting once a week and a like texting message thread um i used telegram i don't know if anybody's heard of that i had never heard of it before one of the moms was like you should use this it's great Mm -hmm. um so i did that and that worked out pretty well if i had like announcements or links to send um Mm -hmm. or like you know just checking in on how people were doing so that was really good um and then did some bonuses i did two extra extra bonus weeks and then some sort of background and stretching routines and sort of other things that kind of go along with the core strength building. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of how I structured it. And I'm going to do a wrap up call with each mom if they want um, Mm -hmm. at the end, just to sort of make sure they feel like they know what to keep working on. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of how I that was the program. So. (laughs) that's awesome
0: I think that's really cool you know like I think a lot of us you know obviously like come out of school and go into our jobs and we think of like therapy as like this is like the one how like the one how of like how we can deliver results and help people um but you know there are actually a lot of different ways that you can help people whether it is like strict skilled therapy you know or creating a program like this you know because you do have the knowledge and experience and you can just deliver it in a really different way and it sounds like it's been really successful you know Um, like you had you had seven
1: people seven people in my group um which was great one one actually didn't she had some other medical stuff come on come up so she's gonna like rejoin the next group um Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice to have that flexibility in there too. But yeah, so I had seven seven moms join, and um, they all kind of moved at their own pace, which I felt like was good. You know, it kind of gave them the flexibility to time the exercises when they want. But um, mm-hmm. everyone made progress towards their goals. Where they were excited about how they felt at the end. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about this, Morgan, but I'm still working on sort of getting some testimonials from them. So that's sort of in my. This was the last week of the program. So sort of getting all that, but, um,
0: but yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, um, I know one question that I get asked a lot is how do you go about pricing? So how did you decide on pricing and what did you end up charging?
1: Yeah. So pricing is something and Morgan knows this. I really don't like pricing because I feel like (laughs) it's hard and you know, so anyways, Um, but what we, what I did is I made like a list of all of the things that they were getting from the program. And I wanted it to be, I wanted to price it sort of, obviously, so like my time was valued, but also so that they felt like they were getting a lot of value. So I ended up pricing it at um, $99 for the whole program. And I was concerned that I was going to get people sort of like not so sure about that. And everyone was like, that's fine. So (laughs) I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a like lesson in pricing in that, like, pick a price and own it and if that's your price that's your price you know it's like um it's scary to like put a number on like your value but I think it's the more you do it obviously the easier it gets and it's definitely something I'm still working on but that was what I settled on and probably I don't know knowing all so I priced it and then like continued to build parts of it so Mm -hmm there was like a lot more bonuses as part of the program than I like originally planned on (laughs) the program. But like, you know, I guess coming from like the helping field, right? Like I want to be able to help people and I'm grateful to to do what I do. And so probably in the future, I'll probably raise the price. But anyways, that's where I did for my first round.
0: (laughs) Sure yeah and i know like you mentioned something before of you know something that you would go back and change but i know your next cohort is coming up the end of the month is that right or next month
1: yeah no the end of the month the 29th um i'm not really sure why i decided to run it so close together again but um we'll see how many people i get i'm yeah if anyone has any mom friends or anyone who's watching this is interested definitely you know reach out to me let me know Um, but, but yeah, so I need to like, you know, get on my posting about it over the next week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I feel like that's what you always say is like, you have to scream it into the, (laughs) right.
0: Pretty much to gain some momentum. You really got to Got to go all out and put the word out there. Um, and I want to ask you about marketing again in a second, but we do have a question from Jared who says, Uh, did you try to have a group of moms similar of similar experience and ability, or did you allow for flexibility in the workouts to account for different fitness levels?
1: Yeah, so I think this is a great question. I, um, I allowed, I worked it into like the workout itself. So when I was talking about and demonstrating the exercises, because all the videos were of me doing the routine, so they could just like turn it on, push play and follow along. Um, I gave a lot of variations and sort of in the beginning, sort of the background to the program was sort of helping people figure out where they're at, what they need to be working on and like what to pay attention to when they're going through the program. So they could sort of, Self check, almost like am I am I in the the um, the parameters that she described, or is something happen? You know, am is something happening in compensation or whatever that I know to watch out for, and then can like adjust basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I've worked it into um, the workouts themselves that people could kind of adjust, and that was something we talked about a lot during the group um meetings. So I felt like that was really helpful to sort of have that support. And then you could hear other people's questions and mm-hmm. it brought up other questions. So um that worked out really well.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And part of the idea of doing it that way was that then when you get to the end of six weeks, you can go back and do it again, knowing like the harder modifications. So so it sort of allows them to keep progressing, which I feel like it's something that's really important to me, um, you know, and, and like as a wellness program, you, you want someone to be able to keep utilizing the information. So um, the way that I structured it was that they can keep doing it. They have the login and I'm not there to support them at this point because they've done the program, but um, if they want to like rejoin more group meetings, you know, then that would be like a, almost like a membership, which I'm not really doing right at the moment, but is possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely I remember talking about this. And I think that that's a really, you know, cool way that you put this together so that it's more of like a living program where you can start like, level one, you know, at the more modified version, then go level two, level three, to the more progressed version of the exercises. And it does allow for somebody to essentially, you know, go through your live cohorts, you know, and change levels every time. Or, you know, like you said, go through and do it on their own. And there's still room for improvement. Because I mean, that's a big part of wellness programs and maintenance programs. And yeah. honestly, like a lot of the things that I know I do that I know a lot of other like cash therapists do is it's more about like a holistic approach to health, a full body approach to health and something that's continuous rather than like a finite point in time. Um, yeah, totally.
1: So I think that's yeah, awesome. Exactly. And I think sort of some of the other routines that I had in that I have incorporated in the program sort of help keep people moving along. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I did some like running strength bonus routines that kind of were supplementary. Um, Yeah, Yeah. it was good. Cause that was sort of some of the bigger goals that people had of what they wanted to get back to. So sort of Mm -hmm. listening to what whoever you're working with is saying to you of like what they want and then figuring out how to build it in a way that um, translates to like multiple people. Right. hmm
0: Yeah. I think that's a really great point. Um, and I was just talking to one of my clients about this earlier today. So if <laughs> you're listening to this, <laughs> this is for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, when we want to create like a course or a program or something, we want to come up with the entire thing and prepare the entire thing and put all of the content and information together and then go out and sell it. Um, and one of the, Best things that you can do when it comes to creating a program like this is create like a skeletal outline, maybe like a little bit of content, like just enough where you can explain the purpose and the goal of the thing to somebody and ask them if they want it. But then, like you said, also ask them what they're looking for you know, so that you can take that into account. Because it's, you know, half of it is you and like what you think people need. And the other half is what your clients really feel like they need. And then you put it together and it becomes a really valuable program. Um, so I think that's a, a great point to bring up, you know, to make sure that you are asking your members, um, your program participants, you know, what it is that they are looking for, you know, and yeah. then using your judgment to add stuff in.
1: Yeah, so awesome. And I actually sort of touching on that when I was mm-hmm. so I kind of made a skeleton of like what I thought the routines would look like initially. And then before the first week, I, I you know, before that opened, I had recorded the first week and I think half of the second week. But then mm-hmm. kind of each week I would record the next week mm-hmm. uh, so I could kind of hear how people were doing, what was working, what wasn't working, you know, were there exercises people hated, you know, mm-hmm. and then sort of like fitting in the framework to what, what they were looking for. Um, mm-hmm. and like what felt good to them? Cause I had a people of all different, um, fitness levels and sort of stages of recovery. So it was mm-hmm. nice to sort of have that variety as I was building the program. Um, yeah. and then I went back and like, changed up some of the routines that I thought I was going to do on week, you know, week three, I thought I was going to do this set of routines. And then I didn't, you know, I ended up changing it based on some of the feedback that I got early on. Um, Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's okay that like, it doesn't have to be perfect when you first started and it's okay to go back and change it um, and continue to update it. Um, And I did, like I said before, I wanted to go back to the marketing. So like Mm -hmm. if somebody out there is wanting to create a wellness program, how do they go about marketing it and
1: finding actual clients? Yeah. So I got the most people out of my Facebook group, which I have, um, which I can't remember exactly when I started that, but sort of have been nurturing these leads for a while now, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe almost, almost four or five months, I think. Mm-hmm. Early, pretty early on that you were like, you know, we talked about me starting a Facebook group mm-hmm. um, and, but then I got some people from like word of mouth from mm-hmm. friends sort of um who are sharing some of the posts. So I think putting it in lots of places is helpful without like feeling overwhelmed, right? There's like so many places that you can market, but I didn't do any paid advertising for this. I just did it through Instagram, my own personal Facebook, and then in my Facebook group. Um, So that was kind of what worked for me. And yeah, that's kind of how I did it. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's
0: awesome. And then like for the upcoming cohort, it kind of sounds like it's still kind of like a soft launch, like so to speak, Mm -hmm. and just kind of reaching out to people.
1: Yeah. Yep. Totally. And I did sort of like when I did my marketing posts and sort of when I was talking about it, I said, you know, I had like a comment if you want to like learn more and we can set up a call to find out if it would be a good fit for you. So I did sort of a 10 minute call with anyone who is interested Mm -hmm. before they sort of paid for anything. Right. It was like, Mm -hmm. let's talk about what your goals are. Is this program going to be a good fit for you? So it was like a low threshold ask, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Um, and I got a few people, most people who I talked to ended up signing up a few people, I think maybe two that I talked to didn't end up signing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's always going to happen. So, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And, yeah. um, I, this reminds me of, uh, like a little sales call that I had last week too, where, um, like somebody The person I talked to, they emailed me after the fact and they were like, you know, I'm going to say no to you right now, but I want to say thank you because you helped, you know, give me a lot of clarity about what my goals actually are, Um, you know, and so like I think that just little sales tip while we're on the topic. Um, I know a lot of us, when we're getting started, we want to, you know, close everybody, like get everybody on caseload or everybody into our program, but you will definitely run into situations where like not everybody is a good fit and that's totally fine, you know, because you at least are putting yourself out there to best serve the community, um, you know, and point them in the right direction. And that's totally fine.
1: And like, if nothing else, it's a practice sales call for you. Mm Mm-hmm. you you make a good impression on them because you're not trying to force them into something that they don't feel like they want or, or if they want. And then if they realize later on down the line that, oh, actually, like, it was really nice talking to her. And I think maybe I'm ready to try her program or maybe she can help me in a different way. You know, they may come back to you. Right. So it's like, yeah, just like, being a good human and like not trying to people into things that they don't want to do. And knowing that like that will speak more volumes than trying to close every sale. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see.
0: Um, I think I was asking about this a little bit before and we got off on a different tangent, but, um, things you would do differently in the future. Like, what do you think after your first experience?
1: Yeah, um, like I was saying when I was kind of explaining it about the group calls, I think having like a specific set number of slots for each group call. So like we did our calls on Mondays. I liked having them both on the same day. So then it wasn't like two days that I had to like prep my brain to have these calls. Um, And not, you know, not that the calls took a lot of brain power in terms of prepping, but, you know, I wanted to feel like I was delivering similar information to both groups. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what I would have done differently is have sort of a set number of spots for each call. And then, like, have as people sign up, have them sign up for a specific call slot rather than making it so fluid. Because I kind of gave people the option of, like, join whichever call works better for you on that day. And I feel like that maybe wasn't the best idea. It didn't go terrible. Like, it went fine. But mm-hmm. I think just in terms of, like, prepping myself and structuring it, I think that might be something that I would recommend. Um Yeah other things that i would change i had one person so kind of circling back to like the fitness level versus sort of trying to group people more um with similar levels Mm -hmm. i had one person say that she thought it might be helpful to be in a group that was more similar to where she was but then i also had somebody say they liked the variety because they liked hearing other people's experiences so yeah I don't know that I would change that, but that was just some conflicting feedback that I got. Yeah. Like, what do you do with that? Right. It's like, you, you can't please everybody, but if you can sort of maybe make it a little bit more similar for the groups that might be better, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it might have, not, like, be, be something I totally agree with I you don't know about. how I would
1: navigate that because you get posted, yeah but.
0: I mean, like the only thing I can think of, just like off the top of my head here potentially is like maybe having in like Telegram or like whatever group app you have, like having like a beginner intermediate advanced thread or something like that. Um, And then like on the initial call, when you're talking to somebody, you can kind of figure out like what level they're at and like let them know that and say like, hey, you're gonna join, you know, team yellow and you're going to join team blue. And, you know, yeah. they're going to be people who are more similar to you, but yeah. also with like only seven people,
1: you don't want to like segment it too much. Right. Right. Um, exactly. And that's what I was just thinking too, of like, it also depends on like how many people you're planning on having you join your wellness program. Right. Sure. Um, you know, cause if you're going to have 15 people join, you could probably do three groups of five and it would be fine. Whereas like I only had seven, so it kind of didn't make sense to break it, to separate it more, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh. absolutely. Um, Everybody watching, you're getting some live like coaching and brainstorming (laughs) action happening, um, which is totally, totally fine. Um, And like speaking of that too, I was gonna Mm -hmm. ask you what you think. Um, I know some people probably have this question, should Mm -hmm. you have a cap on the number of people in your program?
1: I think it depends, which was always the answer I hated in PT school. So everyone gets a laugh from that. <laughs> um, I think it depends on like how involved you plan to be in each person's progress, right? Cause we went back and forth of like, do I just put a program together and have it be like, you run through it on your own or do I make it sort of individual support or like, so I ended up going with a hybrid model because I felt like sort of having that in the moment during the program, support was something that was really important to me to provide. So I feel like if you're going to have 20 people in your program, like that might not be feasible. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'm, I'm like capping each meeting slot at five people because I feel like Mm -hmm. that's enough people that everyone will get their answer, their questions answered. They'll feel heard. They'll be, you know, supported, but it doesn't feel too overwhelming to me either Mm -hmm. in being able to provide the support that I want.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. Um, always, it depends, and I know that you and I are definitely like more fans of like small groups versus like big group calls. So I think it also just depends on like your personality and like your values and everything too. So
1: yeah. yeah
0: just something to think about with that. Um, and I think the last thing that I wanted to touch on, um, if somebody were like going into like starting a wellness program, um, or they wanted to do something kind of like along these lines, what would be like your top three pieces of advice or tips, um, for setting up a program?
1: Yeah. So I think, the first thing is like, and we sort of talk this as sort of like a summary, I guess, of what we've yeah. talked about already. But you have to like figure out who your program is going to be for, and like what they want help with, right? So mm-hmm. like asking those questions of like who who do you want to help, um, who can you help, and so that would be sort of one. is like you have to figure out like what what is this pro- what space is this program going to fit. Mm -hmm. Right. And then and then I would say, like, what do they like? What are the things that will help them reach their goals? Right. So when I was thinking about my program, I was like, all right, moms are busy. They're not going to have a lot of time. It needs to be pretty easy, not in terms of like the exercises, but like easy to implement into their already really busy schedules. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was why I did all the videos pre-recorded. You know, the time slots were at times that, you know, either nap time or after dinner time when kids might be in bed. So sort of trying to work around their schedule. Um, But yeah, so sort of figuring out what they need and then like having a plan, but keeping it flexible in terms of when you're building your program, mm-hmm. uh, I guess would be the third thing of like, like we talked about where I didn't really build out the whole thing, even still, right? Like I'm this week is I have to record week six, which is my like second bonus week from, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, it's kind of like this living thing that um, I feel like that being flexible in what you're building is definitely really helpful.
0: Um, Yeah. And being okay with it, that it's like not perfect and that's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, people want to like see you and get to know you. Like they don't need like a polished, like super fancy thing, right? Like It just needs to get them to where they want to be, like help them with their goals. And yeah, Yeah. for anyone who's thinking about building a wellness program, you can definitely do it. It's it. I feel like it sounds more complicated than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think we have a tendency to have the knowledge to do it. It's (laughs) how you want to do it and those decisions. Yeah yeah
0: absolutely um so for you guys watching right now um please let us know if you have any kind of wrap-up questions um as we are wrapping up our interview today um but you know hillary i definitely want to say thank you to you um for taking the time to talk to us about this um you know i think it really helps to to hear from somebody other than me in this group (laughs) um about what you're doing you know because i i know that there are a lot of people who are interested in offering wellness services and also these programs um so it's really helpful to hear you know of a, a a real life example that has been very successful yeah. you know on your first launch and to have people i know there have been people who have been asking for more support and they're asking for the second whole cohort so i think that that's really awesome you know and again like therapy doesn't have to be traditional you yeah know? you can always look for other ways to still deliver you know care and results yeah cool. yeah,
1: and that's what people want right like mm-hmm. you know especially being outside of the insurance game it's like way more flexible so much yeah nicer. <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely yeah. um so yeah thank you so much again for being here i appreciate thank
1: you it for having me this was so much fun Yay. It's always great to chat. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yes, this is awesome. I know this will be really helpful. Um, And you guys watching, whether you're here live, watching on the replay, listening on the podcast or on YouTube, everywhere that I put this video. Um, you know, if you have questions for either myself or for Hillary, please let us know in the comments. Um, we're happy to help um and point you in the right direction. And definitely keep a lookout for um links from me if you are wanting business coaching or I have a new membership coming out in the next few weeks. Um so I'll post a link to that too. Um, yeah, we should all be doing our own thing um, in some capacity, you know, because our, our patients and our clients are out there and they, they want the help. Um, so, yeah, let's yeah. get to it. All right, cool. Well, I hope everybody has a good uh, rest of their day. And thanks again, Hillary. Yeah. Thanks for having Thank me. You. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community and it is my hope that by spreading the stories of clinicians just like you who wanted something more and went after it, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of and that you work so hard for. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on Facebook in the Cash-Based Healthcare Entrepreneurs Group or on my website at morganmeese.com. I would love to speak with you. And you can also find me on Instagram at DrMorganMeese. So who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.